0: Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who have made this podcast possible. This Try Not to Blink student-focused miniseries is supported with advertising by Allergan. In case you're wondering, I'm on the East Coast, and my name is Dr. James Diem. I'm joined by none other than that my talented co-host, repping the West Coast, Dr. Roya Habibi. What is up, Roya?
1: Today, we have so much to celebrate. We have Singles Awareness Day. We are celebrating President's Day. And it's even Washington's birthday. Washington State. I love
0: to it. Be precise. It should be it should be student day though and miniseries day Down and all that straight. good stuff. So this is our first mini series episode. We're super excited about
1: miniseries, this. sure. But you know, we it's been a hot minute <laughs> since we've really just like lifted up and supported our students, our student That's listeners, right. you know, our our soon-to-be protege. And like step one for a prodigy is slamming the boards out of the park
0: slamming, slamming them. them spanking them if you will
1: tic tac toeing them <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's
0: the thing but it felt right
1: so we developed a master class because you know why not
0: because well i guess we kind of are masters at it all right look we are super excited to have none other than i'm gonna go ahead and say it dr alex bennett can I say hey. that? Is that, like that can we not say that yet? I'm okay with it.
2: Uh, you know, patients at work already call me doctor, so uh, you know, I, I'm okay with it. It's fine.
0: All right, Doctor Alex Bennett. He is <laughs> the AOSA national president and uh, the um, outgoing AOSA national president, I suppose, because a new one was recently elected. But uh, we thought none other than he could give us some background on the boards, which is what we're talking about here in this podcast, a couple different perspectives. And so I wanted to give a high level uh, perspective of the boards. So let's just jump right into it. So first of all, for those of you that don't know, the boards has a very comprehensive website. If you don't know something about the boards, that's where you should go. Their website, we have it linked. Um, I did reach out to NBEO, their executive director, uh, for you know a little bit of uh, direction, and maybe you know talk to talk to you, the listeners of our podcast. She directed me to the website. So, <laughs> the website, is,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the website is very valuable. Check it out. Uh, she even mm-hmm. said so. Well, here we have the. Um, uh, there's a really nice little link. It talks about announcements. Uh, so one of the announcements is that the cost of the exams went up by $35 uh, this past year, each hmm. one. Uh, part three. So if we could add a like one- a
1: kaching, <laughs> you know, the sounds that you
2: hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> three, parts so- three of them. Ka-ching, ka ka-ching, ka-ching. The Register. Ka-ching, yeah, ka-ching, yeah. Ka-ching. Not to, you know, poop all over NBO, but, you know. They what they said was uh, they're staying. They are dedicated to fiscal responsibility. So good for them. Um, and then
1: <laughs> who's fiscal responsibility?
0: And then uh, part three um, went through a restructuring. And there's a a good video on the website which we have the link here to go check that out. So let's get into it. Part one, for those of you that don't know, NBEO has a love affair with acronyms. So part one, ABS, or Applied Basic Sciences, um, tests the underlying basic science concepts necessary to enter the clinical practice of optometry. Cost is $950. Uh, part one consists of 350 scored items, 20 non-scored pretest test items, Uh, candidates will not know which items are scored, uh, which, uh, or what is part of the pretest. There's two sessions, 185 items in each four hours for each session. Um, and, uh, you can, there's a 45 minute optional break in between. This is, um, the part where there are these multi-response questions, uh, 10 to 15% of the te- test questions are these multi-response questions. So as many of you know, part one is done remotely, uh, which means you register for it and and go take it. So we have our um, resident uh, boards expert. He has no knowledge of what's on the boards. And obviously, as someone who's taken the boards and passed, congratulations, woo! Um, he is not able to speak to anything that was on the boards and that is not what we're asking him to do we are asking him to tell us about you know tips and tricks for those that are thinking about registering or looking forward to registering or just sharing his experience in the registration and also the the execution of test day what was it like so do you mind give us a little background on part one?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very similar. Uh, you know, these days there's the uh, OAT, which is the um, uh, optometry uh, admissions test that most students take coming in. Uh, that's administered at Pearson Centers. Um, you know, they're a third party uh, test provider. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, you go to the test center for your for your day. They, uh, pat you down, make sure you don't have anything on you. Um, they give you, uh, you know, um, erasable, uh, what was it like a little whiteboard, uh, and a marker. So that way you don't have to ever worry about running out of paper. Um, and basically you just sit there for, uh, up to eight hours, uh, taking, uh, taking the test. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> playing um, Toe by yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, someone's watching you at all times. It's it's recorded from multi angle. I mean, they're very serious about security. But um, you know, overall the experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's good. You know, I just pop on some headphones and just sort of zone out. Um, you know, sitting at your little cubicle. I could imagine this is what uh, office jobs were like in the um, eighties. Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> Was it difficult oh, to that. register? You know, like going on and registering. And like, was that a difficult thing? And like, I was looking there to see, cause for us, you know, back in my day, um, <laughs> we had to, the mine was, I think we were last year do it in person, like on a piece of paper, uh, with a pencil. Um, <laughs> but now it's, um, we had it scantron, it was all hard. offered at Didn't the same they? time, right? <laughs>
2: uh there's uh i believe it's uh offered over four or five days so basically okay. during one week um so uh you know those who are really uh gung-ho to sign up early tend to get uh, you know the more favorable spots if you want to get it done first thing on like a monday or tuesday
0: um so what but, do you think uh, about that? what do you want to do that or i mean like from your experience i mean there, obviously there's no benefit right we, we can't mm-hmm. say that but what we, what do you think
2: well, I mean, I studied for like four or five months. So honestly, I was just ready to get it over with. Um, That's right. I wanted it done first day. I didn't want to be hearing about it from uh, my friends who, you know, right. had gotten it done two or three days before me and were sort of kicking back drinking beer. Right. Um, Clearly not telling my-
0: you answers to tests. Just the- <laughs> absolutely
2: not. Right, but right. Uh, it, the way uh, the way Western lined it up is really nice is that um, as soon as you're done with boards, they give you the week off before spring break to take the exams. Yeah. So as soon as you take the test, you're basically on spring break. Right. So my, my incentive was take it Tuesday, and I get almost two weeks off.
0: Yeah. Nice. Now. So that's Rain what it, you did yeah. you know, on Tuesday? Uh,
2: that, was, that was the plan. Um, COVID <laughs> struck. And, uh, oh, right, right. Actually, you were
0: a COVID guy. That's right. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I had friends on the East Coast who were in bed at 10 p.m. when they started getting phone calls from people saying, hey, the, the test has been canceled. So... Right wake up and have a beer we were deferred uh you know three i think four four total months so i mean sort of that uncertainty of like we don't know when it's gonna happen so okay, i immediately God, just stopped. Then,
0: though that's mm-hmm. the situation yeah. right? so
1: basically Continue. as long as it took you to study you had to wait
0: exactly exactly <laughs> um i was in the middle
2: of a group uh, study session with three of my friends and we were getting ready we were saying one last final push to get some questions answered um and once this happened we all just said well we're taking the night off so we uh, we celebrated without taking the test
1: okay yeah. oh so also when you god i just literally forgot what i was gonna say sorry well, go ahead Well,
2: listen,
0: let's, let's transition, let's transition into part two. Cause I, I like, you know, having, I think thinking about the, the nice little tip I got from part one is, you know, look, you work hard, you, you, you're, you got to take it at a localized location. Think about that day you want to take it if possible and register early. That's what I heard. Mm -hmm. You Say that's accurate.
2: Absolutely. I think that's accurate. Like I said, I'm just speaking from, you know, a different time, different different circumstances.
0: <laughs> that totally didn't work for you. But anyway, <laughs> part two, part two, mm-hmm. the PAMP patient assessment mm-hmm. and management exam assesses candidates, clinical thinking and decision making with a particularly heavy emphasis on diagnosis and treatment. Cost? $950. <laughs> PAM, what's mm-hmm. that? <laughs> yeah, we're going <gotta> to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Consists of 350 items, um, two sessions similar to part one, three and a half hours for each session, 45-minute optional break, um, highly case presentation uh, format. Uh, There are 45, 55 full cases, 15 to 20 solo items, 15, 25 mini cases. Uh, So give us some feeling on this. So a little different, right? You're out in the world at this point, you're practicing or rotating, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. and and then you know you have a little bit more of a, a time frame that you can schedule this. Right, this is more something you could schedule between a certain date and, and another certain date. Correct? Uh, same sort of thing.
2: Uh, they offer um, a time in December, I believe it's a okay. week, so you just get to choose you know which day you want there that works with your schedule, okay. um, and I think another session in um, April. If you okay. uh, decide to defer it, um, okay. but, uh, yeah, no, the, the case is, uh, very clinically relevant. Uh, part one is all just, I feel like a lot of general background knowledge, you know, have you learned the fundamentals basically? Right. Um, and part two, I thought it was actually more fun because it's, it's, it's clinical application. You know, it's things you're seeing every single day. Um, I believe half the test. I, I can almost think of similar cases that I've already seen that yeah. you know everything just made perfect sense. Um, so uh, I, I actually really liked it. Um, you know, big uh, hurdles there are. Uh, you know, image quality. Um, and they're obviously don't give you all of the data that you need because that could sort of lead you, um, a little too easily to the final answer. So it's still tricky, but, um, you know, made you, uh, really sort of analyze and, uh, think about, uh, you know, all of the possibilities, you know, um, more someone's clinically to a medication. A clinical. what? Exactly. Yeah. So, Feels like um, more of
1: like the test you'd take to be a doctor.
2: <laughs> yes, very much so. so.
1: You said December versus April. I'm about to sign up for the test. I'm freaking out. Which one do I take? Was there an advantage to take one or the other?
2: Uh, you want to take it in December because I feel like that's really your first <laughs> chance to, yeah. to, to really knock it out of the park. If you wait until um, April, you're cutting it close to graduation. You might be uh, a little uh, you know worried about uh, getting your diploma on time. Um get applying for a job, you know, right after you graduate. Uh, and frankly, you know, if for some reason things don't work out in December, you have April as a backup. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way I sort of look at it. You know, Um, if
0: you didn't pass in April, you took it the first time in April, you would have to wait till the following December to take it again. Correct. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. NBEO is only offering the exams, I believe twice a year right now. Um, so, yeah, why would you want to leave that to chance and, you know, have to maybe wait six more months to take it again? So just try I remember, to knock it
1: out. Yeah, I remember when I was in my fellowship. When you're part of a fellowship, sometimes the advisors help have you help them pick their next fellow. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that applied didn't pass. They actually didn't pass part three. but But regardless, it's like that actually was one of our favorite people. They didn't get it. Yeah. because it was too risky if they didn't pass and get the information in time they wouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to practice yeah. so mm-hmm. so yeah the sooner you can take it i'd say go for it get it out of the way
2: mm-hmm. yeah nothing you should ever plan on you know needing a backup but at least you have it as an option you know you should always swing the for the fences first shot love it like
1: it mm-hmm. part three mm-hmm. jimmy what's it all about
0: Part three. I need an acronym in my life, and it happens to happen. The the uh, actual event part three happens at the NCCTO, which is the National <laughs> something or another. That's the that's the centralized location uh, where it stands. Do you know what it stands for, Alex? National Center Clinical for Testing for Center. Hey,
2: of Optometry. C,
0: there we go. Love it. I like it. Um, <laughs> And it's, and it's the CSE, which is clinical skills exam. It's a distinctive clinical skills exam for optometry requiring fundamental skills that reflect actual practice. State-of-the-art testing facility exam rooms simulate real life optometric exam rooms and allow NBO to provide the safety security and standardization and uh, scare you straight <laughs> necessary to ensure <laughs> it actually doesn't say that. Um, to ensure fairness and validity in a high stake testing environment. Cost is nine hundred and fifty
2: dollars.
0: Nine hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Anywhere from August to May. Anywhere from August to May this occurs. Um, and so, you know, I'll just I I was there, I want to just give my two cents and and Roy I'd like to hear you. We were the fir- we were the second student year to go through it. Um, I was involved, you know, a little bit in NBO, as I've I've said, um, on their board uh, when I was AOSA president. And um, I know a lot of thought went into this, a lot of negative press on their part. But I think it's good as a profession, we have a centralized location, lots of downfalls, right? You know, somebody's got to travel a lot, especially folks on the West Coast, um, like yourself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a big ask. But I guess it's, it is nice to have, you know, everything the same, you know, so everybody's taking the same test and, you know, abiding by the same rules, regulations, and standards. So while it was a difficult, you know, spooky thing, I think to go through, um, you know, I, I guess it is probably a necessary evil. What do you think, Roya?
1: Yeah, I think the East coast schools get a solid advantage, um, for part three, but I think it's a rite of passage, just like anything else. The whole NBO process is a rite of passage. You got to deal with it, just like yeah. any other. You know, medical professional. You take different steps to, you know, finish your schooling. And unfortunately, this one involves a flight for a solid yeah. percentage of people who are taking it.
0: So you can. Some register people for are strategic.
1: Some people are strategic in registering for right. their part three, w- coinciding with a rotation that m- they may take. Right. on the East Coast, which is very intelligent. So if you have the opportunity to do that with one of your rotations, it's brilliant. But what did you do, Alex?
2: Uh, I was between rotations and just took a day. Um, flew in late Sunday night, took it Monday morning, and was gone by Monday afternoon. Um, like you said, it's just sort of a rite of passage. And, uh, you know, the last 10 years or so is this whole transition has happened out of Having the testers come to the schools, and uh, as opposed to you know having students fly out, I think this is just part of the growing pains. And those who remember it, you know, remember the the convenience of having it on campus versus those who uh, you know have to travel for it. But I think give it five to ten more years, and you know, it's it's just going to be the norm. And that's all anyone knows. So it's just sort of everyone's going to do it. And you're right, everyone's going to find some way to complain about it a little bit, you know, financial burden or the time off. But you got to do it. You know, your yeah. option is what, you come this far to not become an optometrist? Like, no, you're not going to turn back. You're just going to suck it up. You're going to do it and move on with your life. And that's sort of what I did. So I feel like that's everyone who's gone through has done that. So
0: it's just your turn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little
0: bit about the registration and, and, you know, going to Charlotte and all that kind of stuff. Um, Registration was all right. Um, I feel like it filled up really quickly.
2: Um, with people trying to secure spots. Again, um, you know, there's a lot of students, you know, vying for these limited spots all at the same time. So uh, the further out you can plan it, the better. Um, I was hoping for August. I ended up doing it in November. Um, but it didn't bother me too much. Uh, it was nice because I was sort of in between studying for the tests. So it was really not that big of a deal. Um, and like I said, COVID. So um, I couldn't go out and really do much. I mean, I, I literally just flew in. The only thing I did was I went out for some barbecue for lunch because you can't go to North Carolina and not get some good barbecue.
0: Do you remember where you went? Oh, man. I wish I would remember. Was it um, good?
2: Fantastic. It was truly amazing. <laughs> it was. The burnt ends were epic. There was no wine. Um, nice. It was It was beautiful. Before, after,
0: did you do that after your test?
2: Immediately after it started yeah. at eight a.m. So as much as I had, like some barbecue for breakfast, it wasn't in the cards.
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: uh... would you give
1: anyone a tip for you flew from the West Coast, so you took a red eye, or did you get in so, it night?
2: Actually, I was rotating in Florida, um, okay. and I was flying back to the West Coast, so I did uh, Florida, North Carolina, North Carolina to Los Angeles.
3: Hmm.
1: Not too bad.
2: Um, I think so like you mentioned, one like, thing. I d- oh,
1: sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there are a lot of schools in California or on the West Coast in general. And first of all, hopping time zones, everyone's done it, especially if they live on the West Coast, most likely. But hopping time zones and then having to take a test in the morning, is just does challenge your brain, brain function. West Coast to East Coast transition is tough. So it's just something to think about. If you know you're not a morning person, maybe you do need to build in in an extra day. Or maybe you shouldn't schedule that 8 a.m. appointment because that's really a 5 a.m. appointment for you when you go over that quick. So think about those things when you're scheduling that, especially if you're coming from the more Western time zones and uh, uh, things like that. Like, what would you think about there? Like, is it easy to get from the airport to where where you take the test? Are there really easy Ubers available? Like, are those kind of things something Mm -hmm. to worry about?
2: um frankly i'd say no um getting there are plenty of hotels it's right downtown um so that's not an issue getting an uber is like 20 25 bucks um so obviously cheaper if you get a couple people Um, and if some people try to line up you know and maybe share a hotel room save on some of the costs and if you can do that absolutely um i'm a firm believer in just sort of getting yourself prepared a couple days in advance like if i'm traveling internationally i try to set my um you know, start going to bed earlier, getting up earlier to sort of acclimate myself ahead of time. So, sort of like you said, if you know that you know you're coming from the West Coast and you know the equivalent of an eight a.m. start times five a.m., go to bed a couple you know nights earlier. I mean, you know, it's leading up to one of the biggest tests of your life, and you don't want to have to spend you know two plane tickets, uh, two costs of this exam. So, uh, yeah, I think every little thing really helps, and. You know, uh, everything's scripted out for you too. So, uh, you know, I spent the whole week ahead of time, uh, basically being an actor and just reading it out loud and trying to memorize and remember. You know, at this point, I have to say this because I might not do it in my exam every day, but these are points. Every single one matters. So, totally. um, yeah, exactly. Rehearse, rehearse, not just for the exam itself, but like you said, preparing the the lead up to it and afterwards. Wow. Love it.
0: Cool. Listen, man. You rock, as always. We appreciate your time, and we love you dearly. And, uh, you know, we are uh, so excited to see all the wonderful things you continue to do for this profession. So, uh, on to the next chapter.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, and I appreciate you guys having me back on. Always a pleasure.
0: All right, so we are rolling right along. We are in, let's say, phase two of our board's discussion here uh, for our student mini-series. Board's
1: Masterclass.
0: Board's Masterclass. Wow. heed it in. Love it. Yes. All (laughs) of it. So, and you will all know uh, this voice and um, I'm sure many of you know her face as well and also really appreciate Everything that she has to offer, it is. I I like. I like to say this because I don't know you as this, but I've come to know you as Aaron from KMK. So that's kind of what I've heard, you know, through the grapevine. It's like, oh, is that Aaron from KMK? Will you sign my KMK book for me? Um, You have become like a true celebrity, and it is uh, absolutely a testament to, (laughs) you know, your passion, drive, and um, you know, just. Dedication, to optometry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, without further ado, we have Erin uh, from Camk, uh, Dr. Kime. She graduated summa cum laude from SCO. Where she won all the awards. Okay. Um, she, uh, I know she. She was she was in private practice. Uh, you know a little bit upon graduation. Um, you know specializing in brain injury, uh, concussion, binocular vision, um, anterior segment disease, as well as many other things. Uh, and she uh, then had a really awesome opportunity, I think, to practice at uh, UPMC Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh and serves as clinical assistant professor at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. She oversees the Pediatric Diabetic Eye Care Initiative, which is pretty damn cool, Um, is the lead (laughs) investigator investigator for uh, the PDIG and uh, manages the concussion treatment program there, further, you know, progressing her interest in concussion. And so um, we have so many things that we could talk about with you, Dr. Kime. And uh, really, we've we've had her on the podcast before. So check out her previous episode. It was one of our most listened to episodes. Number so, 44 for those yeah, who not Yeah, number 44. So we um, are really, really happy that you're here. And uh, we want to dig into KMK. All right. So specifically KMK and specifically uh, boards prep. So people, their minds are spinning. You know, this is the biggest thing that they're ever going to have to do. You know, that's kind of like this feeling, right? You've spent all this money, all this time, and uh, we know what we have to do. Your school's getting you ready. We just learned what NBEO does to get you ready, where to go to get the information. Now people are left with the decision between, you know, hey, uh, there's board prep, Things right, we have KMK. I think there's one you know, Opto prep. There may be others. Um, why should we decide to first invest in, in a boards prep program?
4: That's a big question. First <laughs> of all, <laughs> hi, thank you for having me back.
1: <laughs> Layer you on with um, like 17 and questions.
0: That's usually what I do. <laughs> yeah,
4: no, this is this is good. No, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be back. Um, any ways in which I can help the students. That really is my goal. So um, so, so as far as um, investing in, in a board prep program, so this is how I like to think about it. You know, when, um, if you think about like, what are the what are the things that a student needs to do to pass boards? Like if I could give you strategy, yes. like kind of what are the keys? Who yeah. passes, who doesn't pass? Um, so, and this is kind of at KMK, like we, we, as lecturers, like we talked about this a lot, we've kind of come up with, there's kind of three keys to passing boards, and we the first one keys. is the three uh,
0: keys to passing boards. Here it is.
4: Listen is it now. Someone? Turn, <laughs> turn it up. Three keys. Yes. Well, so the first one we always say is, you know, you have to have a strong foundation. So if, you know, you're going into boards and you've never heard about like a virtual image ever before in your life, I mean, your head's explode, (laughs) right? Yeah. So, um, and then we can't, we can't do what we get to do, which is like review and connect and have all the fun. So you need a solid foundation and that's where all the work that you've done in your first two and a half years of school and all of your professors up to that point, um, you will never, you will never appreciate your professors as much as you do like after you take boards like you're gonna be like oh all that stuff you made me do like thank you right so so you need to have that foundation and that's a testament to the optometry schools and then step two for me so it's you need to have a strategy because I mean we know how overwhelming it is so how it used to be way back when, you know, if you're just sitting down and it's like, all right, well, today I'm just going to, I guess I'll just study some biochem. I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, I mean, it just becomes so overwhelming. And so the biggest thing for us is, you know, we see ourselves as a, as a strategy for the students to kind of give them a plan of action. Where do you put your time? Where do you put your energy? Cause it's limited. Um, and then also organizing and simplifying, you know, the most important concepts that we see the most on boards. Um, and so I think that takes a lot of stress off of a student to have someone else doing that for them. So like, for example, so what KMK does like how they've set theirs up um, is they've looked at the matrix, which is like, I don't know, 80 pages or something crazy. And they figured out that 80% of the questions come from like these big eight topics, right? So we split it up into 16 topics, but we have the big eight
0: real quick. I'm sorry. I just want to say, you have no knowledge yeah. ever and KMK has no knowledge ever of what's on the boards and also makes no claims of telling folks, you know, this is what's on there. And right. I mean, that's very important. Well, yes, going, going, so Thank you.
4: thank yeah, you. For definitely definitely important.
1: But also like, if you have no idea what's on the boards, how do you know what the big eight you you're saying right. that I know you're just about to probably say that, but how do you know that that's worth studying more of?
4: Yeah. So, so first of all, thank you for clarifying Yeah, We have absolutely no insider knowledge. The matrix, so the MBO matrix, again, it's like an 80 page document. It is posted on MBO's website. So anybody can access it. Um, but just over 10 plus years, KMK has like analyzed this thing to death um and so the organization right the 80 percent of questions come from these eight topics that's what kmk has figured out just from the matrix that's online and that's available to everyone so they kind of did that so the students don't have to Um, and it's always been there but i think has the matrix changed at all to
0: your knowledge or no has it stayed the same
4: to my knowledge no but I could, yeah, I could find out I more details for you I can tell you that KMK revisits yeah. it every single year so every single year we put out a new edition of the book to just stay up to date with what's happening in optometry but also I would assume the matrix so I don't know if it changes right. that much or not but if it's You're on changes, it does on <laughs> so yeah, that's what I know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so so I think, so again, when you talk about strategy, um, it's it's helping the students know where to put their time and where to put their energy. Um, so like for, um, so for the big eight, like we say you should go through the big eight material at least three times, where the non-big eight material, you essentially go through it twice, like once at the beginning and once at the end. But the majority of your studying, 80% of your study time is on- so- In regards
1: to a strategy for those who hate biochem or hate pharmacology, and they're like, I'm going to skip that one for now. That's maybe a bad strategy. (laughs) If you're spending more time on the little eight than the big eight, bad strategy.
4: Yes, correct. But you also don't want to totally skip the non-big eight because, you know, so the way that boards is set up is every single question is worth the same amount of points. So a straightforward biochem question that you could get by reading through it one time is the same amount of points as a multi-response advanced pharmacology question. They're all worth the same. And so, you know, we always say you don't want to miss the easy ones. You know, it's not worth skipping anything. Even I say, so like, for example, so I teach optics and binocular vision and all that what I would say is the best stuff. I know people have mixed opinions, but, um, so you, um, so for boards, you have to get about 70% of the correct, the, about 70% of the questions correct to to pass. And again, this is all on the MBO website. Um, so optics is about 31 to 35% of your test, right? So like I tell students, if you're sitting there saying, I don't like optics, disease farm like that's my jam so i'm just going to study that really hard and just do really well in that section you're setting yourself up to where now you have to get a hundred percent of all of the disease and the farm and the anatomy question you yeah. don't want to do that and as students what i think they don't realize is like you're using this stuff every day in clinic so you think you used to be bad at optics but when you go back and revisit it it's like oh wait a minute like right. this makes now sense i, I do it. this all the time right so yes so we really encourage studying across all of the um all of the chapters, but we have strategy inside of this too. And this is where I would say, even since I've taken board. So in the last five years, it's amazing how much KMK has continued to evolve. Like you guys, you guys wouldn't even oh believe it. And I now, remember so- just listening <laughs> to like the, the things on the bus.
1: <laughs> I was just like listening to things on repeat. Yeah. I remember just hoping I soaked something in. That was my memory of studying. <laughs> I mean, I studied too. more than that. But. So
0: you said <laughs> have a solid foundation <laughs> have a strategy right. and, and I really love you just kind of like really laid it out. Look, you have the big eight, the non big eight, 80% on the big eight, 20% on the non big eight, try not to skip things. Um, mm-hmm. What, what, uh? and then you, you're you kind of going into what cam K has to offer now um, in reference yeah. to the strategy. So can you speak to that a little bit?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, So even within all of our chapters, so one of the biggest developments has been um, in all of their online content. So um, they have over 36 hours of videos online that actually takes the students through all of the chapters, hitting all the really big points. Because even when you sit down to go through a chapter that's 150 pages, that can still be overwhelming. And that can take you a week, right? And you don't have a week to go through every chapter. So it takes the students through the chapter, like with them, I'd say at least the first time. Usually watch the videos more than once, but hit the big points um, with an instructor online. And then after each video, there's like quick quizzes, like five question quizzes, just to make sure you're getting the basics as you go along. Um, so we have those videos for every for all of the big eight and all of the non big eight. So it takes you through that way. And then there's over five thousand practice questions on um, on the site. So um, those come in a couple of different forms. So like there's flashcards for when kids are. Students, <laughs> not kids anymore. Sorry, <laughs> most doctors. Uh, I work in ped, so can. everyone is kids. To to <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, so they're in clinic, like praying their patient, like, no shows. They can be like flipping yeah. through flashcards, right? So, uh, we have flashcards in all of the sections, and then we have um, precise practice tests. So, if they want to just take they know that they're not strong in farm and they want to take some practice. Tests on farm, they can just take farm. And then we have six overall practice tests um, that emulate boards. So again, all on the MBO, MBEO website, it tells you what percentage of questions, you know, come from the different topics. So in our practice test, it's the same thing. So 35% of the practice test is going to be optics and BV and whatever all the other percents are, I don't teach that stuff, but so it shows up that way. Um, and it emulates a morning for the students. So what it's going to be like when they take half of their test, you know, um, and there's different levels. So there's easy, medium, hard. So as they get to January, February, March, you know, their strategy is going to be evolving. But, um, so even within the chapters, we try to provide strategy. Um, and then we have the live lectures too. So that's where I come in.
0: Awesome. And, and so when you, uh, get for instance, KMK, which for those that don't know, is a company, business, been around for how long now? Any idea?
4: Oh, I know this. I mean, 10 over years, 10 years, uh, maybe.
0: You know, started by yeah, a doctor of years. optometry, right? And and his wife, I believe, correct? Who's a physician assistant?
4: Yep, and his wife. Yeah, so Dr. Kyle Cheatham and then Melissa Cheatham, who is his wife, who is a PA. Um, and then actually his... I want to say his college roommate who's a PhD in like optics. His name is Kevin. He's a genius. <laughs> um, he's not as involved anymore, but he was there to, you know, he was there for the, okay. for the start yeah. of it all. So, so hence gotcha. the KMK it's Kyle, Marissa, cool. Kevin. So, <laughs> the last well, yeah. so I thought it was kind. kind of in
1: prepping. I mean, we talked Let's about your three keys to success. You have a solid foundation have a strategy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're missing a key. Yeah, yes. what's the
0: last key?
4: I'm, I'm stuck On the door. I need what to know. The key? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so this was actually a big one. So we spent a lot of time trying to f- find a word for this, um, and this was maybe two or three years ago that we came up with this. But now the word kind of is trending. So, Ooh, um, so no. <laughs> so the. the, the <laughs> No. Uh, so the word is grit. So we say the, the ones that really, that truly, um, you know, separates the kid, the students from pass versus the non-pass is the grit. Like you have to be willing to sit down and do the work because the videos are there for you and the book is there for you. But if you don't turn off Netflix and, you know, say no to the whatever and actually do it and get through it, you can be top of your class and you could still potentially not pass. So, and that's not to scare you. And every year we have students at the, bottom part of the class that just like blow it away. Um, so we say all the time like if you if you've made it this far in optometry school, right? And you're looking you're in your third year, you're still here, right? You've gotten to a school, you have the intelligence that you need to pass the test. So it's not about the intelligence. Every single student is capable of passing from an intelligence standpoint. It's the preparedness that's going to separate you know that that really makes the difference. And so Yes, it's like five months of your life. And like, I mean, I'll never forget that time. It's part of the reason why I became an instructor, because it w- going to be honest. It was a hard time, you know, like you're sacrificing so much. And no one, I, yeah, no one else outside of optometry understands what you're going through. I remember like my best friend at the time from home, she called me the day after boards and she was like, how was finals? And I, I, I like, literally, was <laughs> just crying. I'm like, how you finals? Know? But anyway, you're giving up everything for this. Yeah thing um but but it's going to be worth it at the end like when you do get that that pass i mean it's unlike any feeling you've ever had but i mean you have to earn that feeling right not everyone gets it and so um so it's the grit that you have to have and we say all the time like i think that the thing that's going to keep you going in the grit you know is is the why so before you start this whole thing and before it starts to get really dark here yeah. in february and march you, know, you need to write down, you need to take a minute to remember why you wanted to do this in the first place, um, because that's who you're doing it for. You know, We're not doing this just to pass a test. It's about your patients. And you know this. I mean, when you have a patient, your first patient with papilledema sitting across from you and it's like, uh, okay. Uh, what do I do now? You know, like when you're there live in practice, um, you're going to be really glad you put in the time and the work and, and this is what, why you're doing it. So, yeah. So it's the grit. You need to have it and just embody the word.
0: And so I think that the grit statement is perfect because so many people really want to just be told how to pass when in reality, you need to just do the damn work.
1: I know. <laughs> It does suck, right? You're like, yeah. what, everyone wants to know, like, what's the secret? What's the tip? Every, every time you look up the word boards, everyone's all about like, how could I learn more? What do I need to do to pass?
4: But it it really is just like, you got to sit your ass down and study. Right? And that's what, and we say that, like, in, like, Kyle prides himself, he's never, and on our website, no, it never says like, we're going to give you the secrets to passing, right? Because we don't have them. We don't have more knowledge than anyone else. It's just, we help you do the work. And I just, you know, it it becomes so easy as students just to focus on this one moment, right? So it is a test and you're only focusing on it as a test, but you have to keep big picture and remember why you're taking the test. This test is to test your competency to be a doctor, right? So, and that's the ultimate goal. And that's what you have to, that's what you have to be after. Like, don't just go after passing, go after being like the best well-rounded you know, doc, you can be, um, remember why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I always, I always try to get them. And it's really hard in the moment, especially like in February, March, when you're, when you're starting to go crazy, but just trying to reframe it. So when you're studying for like the third day in a row and you think you're going to lose your mind, remember that when you get out in practice, right, you have so much going on and now you're doing charts and billing and you get home and you know, you have like life outside of your school bubble. You, you don't have time anymore to just sit down and just read, you know, on, oh, I I really want to review my, you know, farm drugs today. Like, you just don't have time when you're out in the real world. And I look on it. Yeah. But like, so I'm like looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I could just like wake up and just have like the whole day to just like review anatomy. I don't think I've ever felt that. (laughs) 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 But in the long run, it'll make you better as a doctor. No, I agree. You know, so. So Trying to become
0: the testing. We have lots of listeners or students, doctors. You know, I, I um, you know, on occasion would refer back to my KMK books, you know, as practicing doctor. And um, I think I threw them away, which I, I think is like a total sin. I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, every now and again, like I'll have a student in the, you know, we have students at our office and I'm like, let me see your KMK book. You know, let me kind of page through that and see. So, you know would it ever be practical as a practicing doctor to, you know, purchase KMK or to review it? And I, I know at one point in time there was a um, offering that KMK had for, I think the boards review for um, the, you know, American board of optometry practice test or something along those lines. So what do you think?
4: That's a great question. So, so I, I still frequently use my KMK book just because I find it's, um, you know, it takes the most relevant information and it just, it's all right there in one place for you. So I find that easier than going back to my school notes. Um, but I will say they are coming up with more and more for practicing docs. So like, um, so like there's a newer, I guess newer like Instagram. Handle that's kmk pro and it's for once you get out of school and they are starting to publish um some books like they've they've done some where well, they'll it's like a review of all of the most relevant research that's come out in the last year right and they summarize all that for you into a book or they recently came out with this really awesome again both my husband and i are we use this as a coffee table, <laughs> but it's like a coffee table type book, but it's of all these beautiful images and essentially patient cases. Oh, cool. And it takes you through like all the cases with, with like, you know, the biggest things I think are most important to review with the newest updates and the newest research and things like that. So, you know, I think your book is always there for you and there's so much good stuff in there. Um, but I think we're going to see even more and more, you know, some of the stuff coming out, um, you know, for um, practicing docs on the other side.
1: I think about two, I'm, um, I, I've only taken the normal NBO boards, right? The ones we are fully required to take, but have either of you two thought about or taken the, I guess you call it ABO, (laughs) the American board of optometry test. I've sort Uh, of thought about like, do I even want to go there again? Like, this do a whole I need channel
0: worms that this podcast <laughs> does not include? I know, I
1: don't. I'm just asking for a you yes know, or no. So I'm asking for a yes or no.
0: I actually applied uh to take it and I did not take it. The reason why I did was because some person, and I was gonna say something else, um, made it a requirement to get accepted onto a um, local panel of um uh people on staff at a hospital. So this person at the hospital said, you need to be board certified. And there's this whole debate about board certification. Is NBEO board certification technically, you know, on Medicare's website, it is, um, it's listed as a part of, you know, um, the different boards that will allow you to be board certified, but in medical, in the medical world, board certification means like in- beyond uh, beyond
4: like, licensure yeah i the mbo is just your licensure
0: licensure exactly so it's like board certified it's like what you do when you've figured your specialty and you've gone beyond basic competency right like licensure means okay you your basic competency right so um that's a so whole other debate is no. I didn't, yes no. I didn't. I didn't do it because I didn't have to do it. Um, yeah. but I did sign up for it and pay the money to take it, <laughs> but I never took it because all I needed to do was show that I was in like application or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, either way, for and we we got the doctors on- yeah, that anyway.
1: are interested in taking it, it seems sounds like. I mean, of course, it's a totally different pressure, right? Because to pass your boards, well, the MBEO boards is a much you know higher risk you know as opposed to the abo boards is kind of like a you know stamp good job not really of course it's a bigger deal than that you're choosing to right yeah. it's a it's a prideful thing i mean i think it's a good thing to get your abo boards if that's what you're into but i don't know i think either way you're still facing the same question on how do i pass what do i do yeah. and i think the answer still is the same it's a lot of stuff to learn and aside from some of this strategy and grit. I mean, what are some other, like just super simple things? I think people also just are looking for these tips, right? Like consider doing X be- right before, or, you know, drink yeah. lots of water. Like what are some little tips that you would say for people for just a successful yeah. board
4: So I would say, so i come at this two different ways. So, yes. so from a, um, content perspective, um, you know, remember that, I mean, your time and energy is limited. And I said, you want to study everything, but don't be afraid to, I find a lot of students, the practice test, for example, they'll wait till like March because they want to see like, how are they going to do on boards? Take that pressure off, off yourself. You should be taking them like in January to see where are you strong and where you're not strong. And then you can focus your energy, you know, where you're not strong. Um, right. Because if you're trying to, it's just it's just so much, and so and, and KMK has even um, come out with they have a what's called a booster course and they have a crash course so that focuses on the biggest topics that students struggle in so it's additional videos an additional fifteen hours and then an additional ten hours on optics or anatomy or farm and it actually takes them through it's all practice questions so like I'm on the crash course and I i walk them through how to approach different questions, what my strategies are approaching questions, you know, things like that. So if you get to middle of February and you're still not feeling good about optics, take a break from anatomy. I'm like, that's where you put your energy. You know, it doesn't have to all be. So I'd say from a content perspective, that's number one, but you know, sometimes you have to remember too, there is a completely mental aspect to taking this test too a mental and an emotional aspect that I think doesn't get talked about enough. And I think some students, they don't pass the first time just because they, they, they know their stuff, but they just weren't ready for, you know, kind of the emotional aspect of it. And so, you know, I think for the students that are having anxiety about having anxiety about like having anxiety on the test, you know, one, one of the biggest things is, especially in part one, um, time, very, very rarely, almost never have we had a student that says, I felt like I didn't have enough time on part one. Part one, time is not an issue. So, you know, you have to remember the scale of the test. So there's a lot of questions. So normally when you're taking a test in school, if there's four questions in a row that you don't know, and there's only 40 questions on that test, you're starting to like, sweat right <laughs> we're not getting an a like yes. i do hope you can get a b right and you're like counting like oh my gosh like yeah you know because there's only 40 so questions bad. right <laughs> right yeah but when there's hundreds of questions when they get to the test there might be six or seven in a row that they don't know that is totally normal that is normal but that can really break, break some down yeah so so when that happens Number one, you just need to take a step back. Like you, you can take 30 seconds. You can take a minute and just like close your eyes and like take some deep breaths, you know, cause again, time's not an issue. So that's number one. And then number two, and again, it's kind of about how you frame it. Um, yes, there was seven in a row that you didn't know right? So, I mean, you can sweat a little bit, but like the first 30, you like flew through and you were awesome. And you know that you got them, you know, like remember how many questions there are on the test and how much you do know and how well you are doing, you know? So focusing on that, it's not just about like, oh, this one question, I couldn't get it. You know, don't let one question trip you up. It's not worth it. It's way different than school, you know? Um, And I would say the other thing, you know, as far as the day before the test and the day of the test, number one, like the day before the test, by like noon, close your books and like put them away. Because if you don't know it at that point, right. you're not going to get that question. Don't worry about it. Like right. move on, you know? Um, some, some students will even like, I had some classmates like the whole day before, like my one friend, she just like went to the spa and got a massage. She was like, yeah. this is what I need, you know? So do not, again, this is not, this is not for a 45 minute test you're taking in, you know, farm, Um you do not need to be studying till three in the morning. Like that's not productive. You know, you no. need to let it go. So noon, or if you're one of those people, okay, maybe I'll give you till four o'clock, but four o'clock, the alarm goes off, have your friend, hide your book, right? Eat yeah. a good dinner, sleep, Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and, and then on that too, like in the morning, keep, keep your normal routine. So like if you normally run in the mornings, go for a run. If you've never run before, the that's day of it's not like the time to try it because it's like oh you're running gives me endorphins and like I want endorphins for the test <laughs> like, like don't do it if you normally eat a big huge breakfast eat a big breakfast usually a protein bar like just eat your protein bar you know what I mean keep your normal routines you don't you know don't don't let all of that build up freak you out even more yeah you know so um, I like I'd say those are the biggest um, the the biggest things because when you really dig into Into like the positive mindset thing, like and reframing your mindset. Again, I'm not saying like think positive thoughts, like you don't have to study and if you just think yourself, like, oh, I'm gonna pass, I'm gonna pass, like you're just gonna magically pass. That's (laughs) not what I mean. (laughs) But they've done studies that show, especially like in medical learning environments, like doctors are like twenty percent more accurate and faster at coming to an answer when the teaching environment is a positive you know environment and things like that. So because when you think positively like that, I mean it releases dopamine and dopamine turns on learning centers in your brain, right? And you want all of the learning centers on in your brain the day of the test. So again, I like so it. I say that in terms of when you're going through the test, if you start spiraling down a hole, take 30 seconds, pull back, remember why you're doing this, think about how much you know, yep. how much time you've put in, you're a badass and you're going to yeah. you're going to do it. In school, so I was like, uh, ready
0: to Stand up. I'm ready
4: to take a, a test. I'm signing up for
2: board. <laughs> Give me one! Take that no, right now. I
1: love it. I- actually, no, for real, I do want to say one tip. In my program, if you ask any one of my classmates, probably one of the few things people would remember about me is that I take tests fast. Like, every single one of my classmates will say that. I am the fastest. In fact, I don't think anyone ever beat me taking a single test in person. my entire um, school. I was, how does that go? I, I was,
4: but like, <laughs> if yep. I got
1: freaked out, like I was like, oh, I don't know one. I, d- I don't know two. I don't know three. I literally flip my test to the opposite end and go from the back. Really? I did. I would do stuff like that. I mean, I honestly haven't taken a test in a while, so it's been a while, but I would just, that's freak- what you did. Instead of freaking myself out, I literally just flip the whole thing over. Just go to the end and start from the end. And because you get in your mind, it's true when you start being like, oh, shit, I definitely don't know that s- whole page. You know, like I star everything. If I start reading a question and it feels hard, I'm going to skip the whole thing. Because if you waste your time thinking about things really hard in the beginning, now I've lost all my good juice for the easy ones. <laughs> so good. I agree. Like, just skip the hard ones at first. Don't even waste time. And then maybe you'll accidentally learn about something in another question that you can use in the when you come back to it.
0: Roya has no knowledge of the test.
1: I did pass my boards.
0: <laughs> she did pass the boards. I did pass my boards. Right. So a, a long time ago. But that's at a motel all I got. I don't know.
1: Well, <laughs> that was doctor, honestly great. Yeah. I'm super motivated to take boards. <laughs> you need to take boards. That's right. And I know all of our listeners really appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Aaron from KMK, you never, ever <laughs> upset or let anyone down. Dr. Khan. Thank you for everything. We appreciate it. And hopefully we talk to you again real soon.
4: Yes. Thank you so much for having me anytime. Love it. Good luck, students. You're going to dominate it. Good job. (laughs) Bye, guys.
1: All righty. So
4: we've done all the boring stuff
1: in our prep. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We got through the meat and potatoes, the important stuff. But I think this is the most important stuff because now that you've done, you've gotten prepped and studied and whatnot. You're. We might as well make this a like a good thing. You're going to a new city, perhaps Charlotte, for part three. So let's talk about like what are some tips for Charlotte? Not study tips. Not like where do I sign up? Tips. Not any of that stuff.
0: Where do I get where, a drink? Tips. Where, where do, do I get a drink? My best barbecue tips. Where? Right. You know where's good where do to I go? stay? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Who else? Right.
1: Who else would we ask? We think right. like. We like roll through a Rolodex in our heads and like we ask like 17 people. They all say no. And then they, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then obviously we we call in our honorary Charlotte specialist. That's right. Dr. Ariel Serenzi.
0: There you go. She lives yeah. there. Yes. But didn't always live there though. She, uh, where are you from again? Remind me. Originally? I'm from uh, West Texas. That's right. So, I mean, a Texan Usually, people don't leave Texas, right? I mean, Texas, it's hard to take the girl out of Texas. I think there's a saying that says that. Um, And so, you know, I'm I'm actually What's good about Charlotte? Yeah. How did you end up there?
3: So, uh, I did a residency in St. Louis and quickly found out that I could not live in the North. I guess that's considered North. (laughs) Maybe not for some people. But anyways, when we finished the residency... (laughs) <laughs> we didn't, I didn't have to shovel snow if that's, uh, so, <laughs> um, but my husband and I put together a spreadsheet of all of the things that we wanted in a city and we wanted warmth pretty much year round or no harsh winters. We wanted to be close to an international airport, lakes, hiking, um, lots of food options, brewery options, and Charlotte hit all of those. And we've, We've loved living here. It's such a fun city.
0: Where was on the list being next to the NCCTO of the NDEO? <laughs> was that on the list? Or...
3: No, that did not make the cut. <laughs> oh, okay. uh,
0: Who yeah. would have
1: thought that was a bonus?
0: I, yeah, there you go. But <laughs> so, I
3: mean, it could be like a career opportunity at some point, or like a you never know. know. It's all absolutely. a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: Maybe you absolutely. could be one
1: of the like you know admired people that work at the yeah.
0: Maybe if they're ever looking for a new executive director, you could, uh, you know, look into that role. So, anyway, uh, we are really wanting to get the inside scoop. So, you guys found the perfect city, it sounds like. And, you know what? I've been there several times, and it is. It's gorgeous. The streets are clean. The buildings are new. There's trees. There's people. People are smiling. Um, It seems like there's a lot of great food to eat. So, you know, you're there. You're stressed. um, You may not have a lot of time. So, Give us the down and dirty. What do you think? What are some highlights? What you know? What should people do?
3: Okay, so when you take the board exam, you're going to take it in what's called Uptown. It really is Charlotte downtown, but they call it Uptown because there's it makes higher sense. elevation or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what's. Um, up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So there's not a ton to do in uptown especially now it's pretty it's pretty closed down but there are a couple of cool places um fahrenheit is a rooftop bar that's awesome it has a really cool view of the skyline and the skyline in charlotte is really pretty um for kind of like an upscale lounge you know for cocktails ink and ivy is an awesome spot cool i would say that if you're going to Stay somewhere, get an Airbnb in either Noda in ODA or Plaza Midwood. Those are like five minutes east of uptown, and you can walk to all kinds of different breweries, all kinds of different bars, restaurants. Um, So there's all kinds of stuff to do in those those two areas if you're there for a short time.
1: Either of those two be from. Getting down to the test and is there like easy transit?
3: yeah, so I mean it would be a super quick and easy Uber that's what I would recommend to do there is there is a rail system that goes from Noda to uptown but you don't want to mess with that on the day before you are of the day of your test so I'd say an Uber but at the very most ten minutes probably a seven minute uber from either of those locations nice. mm-hmm Do
1: people, should they even consider renting a car or is that more of a hassle?
3: I think that if you're going to stay in some of those in either Noda or um, Plaza Midwood, South End is also another great location. You can walk really pretty much anywhere that you want to go in that specific area. So I don't think a car rental would be necessary. Um, I would say if you can stay a little bit longer, rent a bike and do some of the the greenways, the the rail trail around there—that's really fun. That's oh, what cool. I was
0: going to ask you. I am a avid runner, and so when I visit somewhere, I like to find out the local running track. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do when I go to a new place. So you mentioned biking, running. Um, you know, I think it's also just you know important to point out. You know the safety of the area you know people aren't familiar with a new area it's a city um you know is this a, is this an area that you should feel comfortable walking and and all that kind of stuff i just a good thing to to discuss what do you think
3: yeah i think it's very pedestrian friendly very bike friendly um even Try in it. oh my apple watch is talking to me even <laughs> in <laughs> um right. When you go to uptown or any of the areas that might be a little bit sketch in bigger cities, I've I've never felt unsafe. It's a pretty safe place to be. Super cool. cool.
0: Beautiful. Now, what about food? Uh, you know, we hear about barbecue. We hear about, you know these types of things and in the South, if you will. And I believe that North Carolina or Charlotte has, is a type of barbecue. I know there's barbecue in, in St. Louis as well. So it seems like you and in Texas. So maybe you're a a barbecue aficionado. I don't know, but this seems to be something that people do talk about. So do you have any tips as far as a barbecue joint or or restaurants? You got some good watering holes. So we appreciate that. What about dinner?
3: I would say if you're going to look for barbecue, Midwood Smokehouse is an awesome, I guess, kind of famous spot. Cool. Um, That's in Plaza Midwood. Cool. Um, Other restaurants. So in South End, there's Superica, which is an awesome Mexican food restaurant. has really good cocktails too. Hawker's is an Asian street food place. And then right next to it is Jenny's ice cream, which you definitely want to go to also. I'm
0: going to go just for the food. I'm going to go just yeah, for the food. Yeah,
3: that's, that's a good Take food a selfie
0: in front of the NCCTO and then uh, go get some food just, just for fun. Um, this sounds great. And uh, you know I, I should say, if you go to any one of these places and say, Ariel sent me, uh, you'll receive uh, 25% off uh, your uh, next just
3: visit. Up, I'll uh, get you a discount. One thing I want to say for sure is when you go check out charlotteagenda.com and they'll have things that are going on during the weekend to, to do like s- specific festivals, brewery events, other happenings around town. Ooh, fun. I'll link that for anyone who wants to go look at it. Awesome. Yeah. And um, Skip Town, if you want a little bit of, you know, dog therapy in your life before you go take a really big test, it's this huge dog bar and you can go in for free.
0: Dog bar. What does that mean?
3: It's um, just a huge indoor, outdoor um, business with. With just dogs everywhere that you can drink at and eat at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which sounds very therapeutic before you take a stressful test, right? I think it's that is a really form of cool. therapy. Never I think that is.
0: It. Are they um, hypoallergenic dogs?
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of doodle
1: mixes around here. so oh,
0: good, good. Good.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all these pearls. That was great. Um, we and appreciate up you sharing that with us. That, that was awesome. And we and I know uh, people really wanted to get the inside, from scoop, the inside on scoop on Charlotte
0: and everything to do uh, with North Carolina. So thank you uh, for sharing that with us. We appreciate it.
3: Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Well, that's it. Before we go,
1: reach out to us for feedback, questions, stories, things you want to talk about, either on our email or on our Instagram or Facebook. This Try Not to Blink student-focused miniseries is supported with advertising by Allergam. We also never depart without saying thanks to Valley Contacts for their support, both for the amazing lenses they make and the great people they are to work with. And be sure and tune in and listen to our next episode. But until then, try not to blink.